Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. This is going to be a bonkers, fucked up pod. I know it already. I'm just returning from my international break. You're on wild card. How does it feel? How do you, How are you? Feels good. I mean, how was hanging out with Wes Morgan and Razzy Baby in Jamaica? Oh, my God. Me and fucking Leon Bailey just hitting the beach, eating fish. Yeah, it was great. Getting cornrows and yeah, chilling out Yeah, be, my hair is all beaded right now. I, don't, I hope it's not the mic's not picking it up because it's really loud, but it's good. That's a good job idea. <laughs> no, just a couple shades darker and um, very out of the loop, but ready to dive in. Yeah. Um, so how'd you do this week? Um, <sighs> it's, Bug messaged me and he was just like, oh, it's sad that you're like, you come back home from vacation to a red hour. And I wrote back, I mean, it's the only thing that I know. So like, in one sense, I'm, I'm, I'm comforted by the fact that it's just same as usual, 45 points, like pretty much bang on average with a, you know, 50K red arrow because that's just what I do. That's pretty much consistently what I've done for like, I don't know, seven or eight weeks now. Um, I mean, on the other hand, I wish I was getting fucking green arrows because I'm bad and I wild guarded recently and my team sucks. I mean, Fab, I, I said in lineup lamps, I'd be happy with a zero from Fabianski. Maybe happy was the wrong word, but I'm fine with a zero against City. I did not expect anything more than zero, and I was could have been it could have been negative. So whatever. Um, I mean, the double wolves non clean was a huge, huge disappointment. As I went in against Huddersfield, great, fucking incredible fixture. Double wing backs. I transferred in Finagre for Mendy, and it was just that was an absolute disaster. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's weird because it's a it's a really low scoring, like low disparity of scores this week because I got forty five points. Top ten k net net average is forty five point one. My game week ranks three point eight million, but I only went down fifty k. Whereas like two weeks ago, my game week rank was 2.7 million and I went down almost 100K. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Just average bullshit. Terrible. Yeah, I think that's it's so deceiving to look at it week on week because the difference is the ceiling of how far you are from the players who get more points than you. So if there are a few template players that you don't have that scored highly, even though your game week rank might be like sort of similar, if those template players who a lot of people ahead of you had... Fired and they're getting you know ten or twelve more points in you instead of just four or five more points and your rank gets you know you know what I mean yeah exactly and so yeah. and that I have a hard time like processing this week's information because I don't know who passed me like I don't know who I don't have I kind of have like especially because you were on Mo Cap where yeah, most I people Mo got Cap. I have yeah. like I have my Liverpool clean I have my City clean I have. You know, Glenner, you know, like Kuhn didn't score. Like, obviously, people who have Raz are just infinitely better than me at everything. But 
there's not like that many highly owned guys off the top of my head who just like destroyed me. Like maybe like I can't even think of anyone. I honestly can't even think of anyone. Like are that many people on like Mane? Maybe it's my goalkeeper slot. I got a zero. If that was a six, maybe I'd be like you know, keep my rank or something. But I'm a little bit just like I don't know, shrug, I mean, hands up in the air, not sort- sure what to do. You know. I think that's why you sort of stayed the same and didn't drop yeah. too much because yeah. of that reason. There were probably some odd clean sheets, maybe some odd, you know, bench points and yeah. things like that. You know, Raz, some people have, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, but Siggy, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, there's random shit like that. And yeah. so overall, for a week where I just kind of, I made like the one. Very passive transfer, and then this week I'll probably take a hit and to get Sterling in, which I've yeah. been like planning over two weeks. So for that kind of like bridge week to only go down fifty k, I guess is not that bad, but it feels bad because it's just what I do every single week, just reds all across the board. Sorry, Alon. <laughs> no worries. I mean, I whatever. Hey, I, and I'm still happy to be back. We should all go on vacation, so when we come back, we're not like that upset. How are How are you? How'd you do this week? Um, I did reasonable. I got 54 points. Uh, I got Coleman in for uh, fucking Mendy, which was just very fortuitous that he's got that clean in. It was kind of the thing with Everton defense. So I was like damning them on Slack. Was that? I did Coleman in knowing it was a one week punt because I was going to wild card and. The fixtures, like home fixtures this past game week, this weekend, were just kind of strange. A lot of the top teams were playing each other. All the top teams were away. Couldn't get a Liverpool player because I already had three. Um, so the stars kind of just aligned for the Everton one week punt. And, you know, Cardiff didn't really didn't really threaten or come to play. They were just yeah, trying that to go for one the nil chance. Now. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the, I still, Everton have been making strides. They've been playing a lot better the last month. But the main thing I kept seeing were people wanting to get Dean or whoever the fuck in from Everton for Mendy, where, you know, they still had, they weren't getting them in to rotate. They were getting them, them in to start every week. And they had, you know, Cardiff, but now they have the Derby. You don't want to start them. And then they have two startable fixtures, but then they're at City and Home Spurs games. You don't want to start them. So, you know they have three three startable fixtures and six, and you know I think you'd be lucky to get two cleans out of three from home Cardiff, home Newcastle, home Watford for a team like Everton. And so when you when you look at two cleans from two two possible cleans from six, it makes it a really bad pick. So you know the band we didn't pod in the bandwagon obviously FFS and if the FPL app like hand spoon feeds you. Dean on, on corners, he's the best thing in the world. Like, you know things like that. It, it makes sense because of the. You know the sheep go into overdrive, but anyway, that was just a little side it, rant. But it's weird, like very, very weird and interesting happen. Things happen when you go away, leave the country for two weeks, and I'm totally disconnected. And then I come back, and someone in Slack, I don't remember who, was like, "Oh my god, everyone on like Rich Richarlison captain," and I was like. LOL, like funny joke or whatever. And he was like, no, seriously, like everyone's on Richarlison captain. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's a diabolical pick. Like, I don't understand. So I like missed the bandwagon and only came back to like find the results of it, you know? And I was just like, whoa, what the fuck happened when I was gone? So this is another interesting thing we were talking about on Slack because we have a captain poll in our Slack, a a dedicated channel for a captain poll every game week. And 
The FFS captain poll had Rich Charleston. I think he finished first. Uh, it, was, it was very close with Kuhn. We had about maybe like 90 votes or something on, in our captain poll. And I think we had three people on Rich Charleston captain. And <laughs> it's probably the fourth or fifth game week where something like this has happened this season where the FFS like Reddit idiot Slime, slime dog millionaires <laughs> are just all going berserk about some nonsense. And we just, in our little world over here on Slack, are just completely fucking it to hell. And, you know, this was one such case. And, you know, it was just, it was an interesting little case study because no one was seriously considering it. Yeah. I mean, we had a few punters who, I guess, just followed the other hive minders and they felt that that was stronger, whatever it was. But, yeah. Anyway, that. But like you say, yeah, it, it was an insane thing. You just can't put him in that same stratosphere. Yeah, that's um, probably part of the reason why the overall net average is actually higher than top ten k this week, which is pretty rare, honestly. But yeah, I'm sure just rare. overall average Jim from fucking Norwich just is like obviously I'm captaining Salah and then like FFS and Mark are like pushing hardcore Richarlison and Cap. It's like yeah, what? It's, it's crazy. <laughs> um. Yeah, so anyway, 54 points I had, a few cleans. At Juan Bissaka, I got ridiculously lucky starting him just because I had Oh my Peltier god, I didn't and, even see that! Yeah, because I have Peltier oh. and Balbuena, Bulbasaur on my team. I'm like, obviously I'm not starting them. And I just got so lucky with that clean coming in. Um, oh my god, And then Captain amazing. Mo, and then... Mane had the couple assists, and that was that was all that all she wrote for me. So a little small green. Yeah, so even good. the even the billing three pointers not nothing. It's a good job. Yeah, you know, three points is more than two points, one points, and also zero points. So I'll take that. Yeah, which is a lot. You just named a lot of my team. I had fucking <laughs> one, two, three. I had four one pointers and one zero pointer in my starting eleven yeah. this week. Um. And yeah, we were both pretty fortunate to be on mocap. I mean, it was halftime and we were a little nervy about that. But, you know, Kuhn, very interesting. Well, we'll get there with Kuhn, but Kuhn Cap didn't come off and a lot a lot of people are on Kuhn Cap. Yeah, I need to like I need your thought. You're my eyes and ears this week because I'm really just basing it off of a couple articles and match of the day highlights. And like Yeah, well we'll get there. But um one last thing is that you're on wildcard. So you had a pretty decent week. You had a successful transfer in. I'm just curious what made you press the button on Sunday. So basically what I was looking at was I have had Mendy coming into going into the game going into the weekend. I had Mendy, I had Mane who I just don't want to be spending that kind of money on even though he did look very good against Watford. Um I still have Fraser Fraser who I Definitely didn't want anymore. The fixtures are getting tougher, and he also just hasn't scored since August. I, he's coming, getting away with it with all the chances created, but um, that's that. I was very nervous about Aguero going into the fixture pileup, so I was kind of a little nervy about that. I, I shouted about last pod two weeks ago about Arnie being nervous about that going into the fixture pileup. Ings was ruled out. Um, obviously, that was a concern. And then my defense, just low key. I have I had Peltier and, and Balbuena, who neither of whom I ever want to start. So I had just so many issues, and That's I wanted a lot to of change. Problems. Yeah, yeah I, I just had you know I had more than five problems, <laughs> and so I didn't want a wild card off the international break just because I wanted to get that one like tough fixture out of the way for a couple teams who I was maybe targeting. And I didn't think the Watford fixture was too bad for Liverpool. Ended up coming in big with those points from Mane and Salah. And uh, Allison holding on there, and 
uh, it let me just do the one week punt with Mendy and not have to, you know, take a hit because I, I could have taken a hit to to fix Ings and Mendy and been and you know said okay, my team's still okay. But it's also for me at this point, you know, it's going to be December this weekend, and what am I waiting for? You know, I, I, it's a diminishing return with the wild card, right? The, the, and the you still don't you have wait. Sterling, and you, you yeah, still don't have I, some like yeah. really good picks, yeah. Yeah. So the other thing as well that tipped it in the favor with Kuhn is that you know looking at the fixture run, they they do have some they have they have a lot of aways coming up, and that that was a big that was a big tipping point. Looking at Kuhn's fixtures and just thinking about his game time when they're playing every two days, so you know a lot a lot of factors went going into it, but it it was very nice to just reserve myself to it, take the one week punt on defense, and now I'm I'm just in full frantic frenzy mode. Yeah, I would love to ask a player why the fuck you might score a billion goals every home game and be awful away. Like I just don't yeah. understand. Yeah. You'd have to ask the manager that, probably not the player. Yeah. Um, so let's do housekeeping. Shout out to the FML Field Prize League slash Mug League leader for November. One game week left because there's a Friday match this week. I believe the current Mug leader, obviously it's not updated yet, is Sam Morris, aka Mbemba Me. He's also fucking ranked like 400 overall. Probably higher now because he's get he got Federico Fernando's auto sub in for Lacazette like insane. <laughs> that's just what's happening in top five hundred. Like yeah, we're playing chess and they're playing fucking Tron in twenty thirty or something. I don't even know. Fucking Federico Fernandez auto sub for Lacazette. Unbelievable. Shout out to the goal scorers challenge league leader so far. Magic Mike back on top. Got a Mitrovic brace. Huge pick right there. And last we shout out to the top of FML Bill publicly. It's Guy Guy, your boy, obviously. He had a down week, but last time I checked, he was still seventh overall. So that's pretty good. Uh, moving on, anywhere specifically you'd like to start? Maybe Spurs? Yeah. I think Spurs is a great spot. We got two cheeky Pocono on Slack. He said, so I wanted to ask Walsh, is it time to start thinking about bringing Spurs? After Kane, who would you like best? I, I think Sun at 8.3 could be a good shot. Thoughts? We got UC on Twitter. Spurs, is it time to start thinking about getting them in for a nice fixed run? Who would be your pick? And Max Football on Twitter, Kane or Kuhn over the next three game weeks. Interesting stuff, I think. Yeah, I mean, Spurs were just a revelation this weekend. Obviously, everyone was watching that game. It was a little primetime slot. Um, they looked like Spurs from two years ago. They were just firing on all cylinders. Um, everything was working. They finally have all their good players back for the most part. Dyer's still in there, unfortunately. But it's it's one of those for me on wild card. I have I have two Spurs players on my team right now. It's the kind of thing looking at the fixtures in the near term that they're really good after after this Arsenal Arsenal game on the weekend. I mean, they have a really good run through the whole month and it's just kind of something you got to sometimes roll the dice and hope that the form keeps up. Um, the defense is still a very strong stay away because they have like lettuce handman and goal. They have diabolical penalty giveaways away. That that penalty not given was a fucking joke. He's disgusting. So, I mean, that's a stay away, but the attack, you know, basically I thought Ollie was just ridiculously good. 
Um, Ollie has fucked me sideways to Sunday more times than I can count. <laughs> every single season, multiple times, every single season, yes. he destroys me. Yes, and either you not owning him and he scores six goals in like three weeks, or you or own me him talking and he just about buying him, not buying him, and then he hat tricks, and then I buy him, and then he blanks for two months. Yes, it's just we have a bad relationship. But he was fucking insane, insanely good against Chelsea. It's ridiculous bossing the game. Um, he Erickson, owns Chelsea. Oh my god! He owns yeah, he, he does. Erickson, I'm very surprised to see pretty much everything I've seen so far. People wanting Erickson over Ali, and not even really mentioning Ali and talking up Erickson. Erickson got an assist on a set piece he otherwise would not have taken if Trippier was on the pitch, which he should be on the pitch soon enough. And he got an assist on a side pass and did nothing. He, you know, he just didn't threaten. He had one goal scoring chance, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, that he just fucked up. But you know, normally this time of year in the winter when he starts playing ninety every week, he'll start trickling and he gets his points. But it doesn't look a good pick to me, especially he at that price over nine. A lot though, like his his chances. He created seven chances and two big chances. Like yeah, but I, I the, think the, probably the points he got assists on were kind of mad. But like he should have had. He, he deserved the assist he got from the other chances he created. Yeah, you know? I, I would be interested to know how many of those were offset pieces because I would guess about four of them were. He was taking all the set pieces right. and he took none of the set pieces all year. So yeah, it's like the short big, short a, corner and cross in. I saw those a lot on highlights. Yeah, yeah. so I mean that's a concern. Trippier is not like long term injured, so Ericsson's Ericsson Hogging's indirect set pieces is not going to be long for this world, but. Anyway, I, I thought Ollie was just outstanding, and you know he he hasn't ha- he's gotten a nice rest. He's just been injured, just hasn't played much since the World Cup. So I feel like he could kick on. I really like him as a pick. And then Swanee Boy was just back to his old tricks. So um, it it's a little bit annoying that he always gets subbed off around seventy five. I mean, I guess he's just call, can call him Coon, but he was all over. He was just flying up and down. He was just insane. He's it's so much. It's so interesting how much ridiculously better he is than Lamella, and watching like oh what God. he does and what he unlocks to the team when he plays versus when Lamella does. But uh, Lamella is just like a little bit more attacking version of Ander Herrera, basically to me, <laughs> with some decent techers. Like and he's, he's a dirty he's scumbag. Quick, yeah. He's just a dirty scumbag who just does dumb shit, and he he plays within the game. Son breaks games, and he just opened up so much for them. So. Him back at his best at eight three, you know the the main issue with Sun that I, I'm seeing now. I'm on wild card, so it's a different scenario. But teams have thin benches right now, and if you're transferring out known quantities for someone like Sun when there's the fixture pileup coming up, and you know he's not going to play, you know he, he's not going to play every game. Ali, you have a lot more confidence is going to start every game. Maybe he'll miss like one of eight games. And Sun can miss like three. Not that wouldn't be out, out of the question. Yeah, that wouldn't be crazy at all. You, you need to factor that in when you're looking at him. It, it's nice, and we'll get to City. Same thing with Sane, in my opinion. Even though he has started all the games with Mendy out, um, you have to factor that in and look at your team and think about that. And if you are like, okay, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway, just know the cost going into it. And don't confirmation bias yourself into saying it's going to be great. He's going to get, you know, fucking 12 pointers every game week. It, it might not, not come off. And he's going to miss the game here and there because they have so many games and they do have capable replacements in midfield for him. Um, and then Candy, yeah, it's the same thing, you know, as much shit as I give Spurs, probably more than anyone else of life. When they play well, I do, I do give them credit. I, I, I've praised them 
in the last you know month or two when they've had some good performances. You you could attest to that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, th- this was the case. I, I mean, they just they were fantastic. Kane was all over the place. He he could have had a hat trick in this game. He was shooting at will. He still still didn't show that breakaway pace. But the, the one thing I was thinking about watching the game when they finally have the band back together with Son and Ollie and Erickson that when they didn't, you know, teams could key in on Kane and they were playing a lot tighter to him. So he never ever had breakaway pace really. But what it was maybe before was that they had so many people like tight to him that he had no breakaway pace. Now that they're not able to get as tight to him because they have so many other things to worry about, the back four, the, the, the defense, that he is, he, what he's really good at is shifting his way, shifting a ball really quick and getting shots away so fast. So he doesn't need that much space. So he, he had that this game, you know, right. he had just a little bit of space and he was firing at will. And, yeah, and they not weren't pace, getting, it's more just like he turns perfectly, yeah. tight control, creates a little bit of space to just get a shot off and to get the shot off. Like yeah. the goal he scored. I mean, it was like, there were like four guys around him, but he just like yeah. turned right perfectly, perfect angle, right into the space, ripped a shot. Like, yeah, obviously Louise duck and cover for any incoming shot. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Hung, I mean, Hung Min Sun, I like to call him because he's fucking, fucking big dick swinging this game. But <laughs> yes, I mean, one thing of note that I thought was funny is like, if you're an attacking midfielder or an attacking winger like Sonny, the better you play, the worse you're going to do on Bones. And he he fully got the Salah and Raz treatment this week. I mean, he completely dominated Chelsea's scores. A worldy, magnificent solo goal where he beats fucking the whole world. Finishes the match with zero baseline BPS because he has two big chances missed, two shots off target, caught offside once. Like, it's just a joke, like... The better you are, the worse you are at Babs. Fucking Hazard's the one anomaly I don't even understand. Yep, yep that's for sure. So, but, but yeah, Spurs are good. I, the one Spurs, thing, dude, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, like the, the performance was. I think I will actually go back and like download and watch the entire match. I feel like I have to. Like it's irresponsible for me to not do that, um, and not just live off match of the day highlights because there's there's so much more obviously that happens than in. Then you can show on highlights. But one thing that I wanted to, I don't know, call attention to or just get your thoughts on or whatever is like statistically in every metric and every eye test and every everything you can look at all season, this is Spurs' best attacking performance of the season by a lot. Nothing else remotely close to what they did against Chelsea where they could have, like you said, scored like six goals and that wouldn't have even been crazy. But We've seen Spurs struggle against buses and bad teams and the teams where the home bankers, quote unquote. And I I mean their fixture run is undoubtedly extremely good, but part of what makes it so good is home Southampton, home Burnley, home Bournemouth, home Wolves. And I just wonder if you know, because obviously there were there there was so much space on the counter versus Chelsea. Alonso is in no man's land. Louise is fucking terrible. Like Jorginho can't play defensive mid, and they were just the horses were just free and they were just running and they had so much space and they looked incredible. But I just wonder if they're going to be a little more stagnant and a little more frustrating in like a home Southampton match where. At like coming off of the buzz of the Chelsea when everyone's like, oh, you got a Captain Kane and they're the best thing ever and Spurs are back and blah, blah, blah. I just wonder if we're overreacting a little bit and it was just like 
everything fell right for them and it was a perfect matchup and perfect tactics from Poch and they just played really well one match. Yeah, I mean, this is still a team that, you know, put seven past Hull a couple of years ago, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. They've got that in them. And I think it's just not the, to me, it's not the way I think about FPL. I, I, when I see a performance like this from a team with the quality on paper that I, I look at from a team like Spurs and I see home Southampton, home Burnley, home Bournemouth, home Wolf, you know, these kinds of games coming up. I'm just thinking if they're replicating these performances, they're going to batter these and this is a hat trick potential game. And it obviously doesn't always happen. You know, buses are tough to break down no matter what team you are besides Man City. But I think it's just a leap of faith kind of thing. You can definitely make the argument you're making is perfectly cogent. You know, that there's not going to be space on the counter, um, you know, at Leicester or home Southampton that they played against Chelsea, which is, you know, it makes sense from a footballing standpoint when you think about the tactics and the way the teams are going to set up. But for the FPL standpoint, it doesn't really make that much sense when you're thinking, these fixtures are amazing. Like playing Chelsea is not a, an amazing fixture versus you know what you watch in the game script. That said, you know you get the early goal. They have to come out a little bit more, and then suddenly it's just a, yeah, it's, it's all about show. the early goal. Joke. Just like it yeah. was with you know like Liverpool didn't get an early goal versus Watford, but as soon as they scored, they had like their three best chances of the match. Like twenty minutes in the next twenty minutes, it's just yeah. if you. Get the early goal, you will stomp these teams. And if not, I mean, we could see some frustrating days. So I don't know. I feel like Kane is, he's the, he's the pillar and he, he's priced that way for a reason where even when Spurs are stagnant and struggling to break down a bus, Kane will probably still score. And he obviously has like pens and just so many ways he can contribute. But going like double with, Kane Ali or like triple with Son or something like that, I think is probably just like a step too far when Men City are still in the league. Yeah, I I think I don't think it's an overreaction. I just think it's a reaction. I, I think to me it's the kind of thing from I see the performance and I see everyone's fit again. And I also other than Kane, even though he has looked better recently. The main men, Erickson, Ali, and Son, basically haven't played for a month. I mean, they've they have they've been out and they've yeah. been having rest in their legs. For obviously, you know, they're injured for whatever reason, but they were coming off a very intense summer, a full year last year. So I, that goes a long way. That yeah, that yeah. needs no, to be thought I'm of. Just, and I'm just devil's advocating as no, it's, I do. It's, you know? I, no, I mean, I appreciate that. I, I'm just you know, I'm just thinking about it in this way, and that. You know, if I want to try and make some chunk rises, this is kind of an opportunity I'm seeing about getting in early and and hoping that their performances continue and getting there before everyone else. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a very like being on wildcard right now is just like, oh my god, how many spurs are you gonna get? It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um Maybe we should talk about Liverpool or specifically Salah. I mean, Andy on Twitter, is it worth keeping Salah as a guy you know you can cap and rely on? Or is it just as worth it getting someone like Raz, who's arguably less reliable cap but nearly $2 million cheaper? I don't know why he'd be a re- less reliable cap. I guess he doesn't start every game. And Gibran on Slack, is Salah to Raz looking more and more like the best way forward, or are we all just falling victim to recency bias? What do you think? I mean, I think... There's absolutely no argument on planet Earth that Raz is not the best player in FPL. I think that's I, I agree. very, very clear in every 
angle you take and value compared to Salah in how many points he's going to score in team position, et cetera, et cetera. Captain. He's, he's a super reliable captain, by the way, for whoever asked that question. I mean, he won't start sometimes, but in those games, he usually plays zero minutes. So you vice captain someone and every he other game subbed, he plays. He hasn't subbed on once this season. Yeah. He hasn't subbed on once this season. He's also only missed two games. Um, and in every other time, every time he starts, he's, pretty much the best captain like almost every week regardless of fixture it's ridiculous with him um that said the, those type of questions i mean i feel like you and i usually refrain from like going that that route with those sorts of questions where it's more team specific where it's like well, i don't know who you have like i'd rather have salah than hazard or and uh, maybe you can do this switch and get both of them or like whatever but if I'm comparing one to one, I think Sterling, no question, best. But Salah is still fucking amazing and scoring a lot of points. <laughs> you know, it's like so. It's a hard, it's a hard question to answer. You know. Yeah, I think a lot of it depends on what your overall rank is and what your ambitions are on the season. You can definitely get burned by getting rid of Mo for sure because there are many things. I was, I mean, Anfield wrap. Obviously, we talk about it, mention it often on the pod. It's just, it's the best. Team pod I've ever listened to in my life, but they mentioned something interesting that got me thinking a bit. Was that you know this is the first season that Klopp's really experimented with like the four two three one with, with Mo playing as central striker, and a lot has been made this season about Firmino's you know lack of influence and just kind of looking out of sorts. But they made the point, I mean, which is a fair point, that he's sort of playing in a different role, different position to a degree, and you know Mane's kind of dropping deep. For me, I was dropping demons. So, so, you know, the the front three and the attack in general from Liverpool has not been clicking. There is definitely something to be said about them not, you know, gegen pressing for that much or or whatever. You know, they're definitely chilling a lot more and rest once they get their goal and they're up to nil that they just chill and they don't go for like two, three, four, five goals anymore. But you know, they 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 did look better second half against Watford in general as the attack, but. Mo's consistency is ridiculous. I mean, he has 11 returns in 13 game weeks. You know, he he scores basically every game. The lack of bonus points is also something that needs to be explained. I mean, he has two bonus points all season. He has 11 returns. That's just diabolical. I don't have never heard of that before. It's insane. And you know, he gets like the game winning goal in a three nil, and he's. Wasn't even remotely close to bonus points this weekend. Not close. <laughs> and when you're when you're captaining the player and you're never getting bonus points, I mean, plus two, plus four, plus six on your captain is an extra like two or three players. Sometimes you know it, that's a big deal. And I think that's something that is we're seeing very much so limiting his his point ceiling right now. Um, even games when he's double return, he's, he's not even getting bonus points. Yeah, it's he only funny. Has it's to, like has the, to... Liverpool's defensive fortitude is working against him because, like, yes, he gets the clean, the one clinching point pretty much every week. Liverpool keep it clean like every week, but all of the defenders are consistently ahead of him. BPS when Liverpool yes. clean, which is every week. Yeah. So, I mean, long story short, I one million percent agree with you that Raz is a better pick than Mo. But I do not necessarily think that doing doing Mo to Raz is a is a good move. I think yeah, it's you know very it's, circumstantial. You, yeah, you you need to look at you. You just need to look at your individual team. Ideally, you have both, I suppose. But the other thing, looking at the fixtures, you know, 
Mo captaincy is a little bit sketchy moving forward. I mean, I do not trust capping him in the derby at all. I, that's always just a very have no idea what's going to happen type of a game. Um, you know, the next good home fixture they play is Newcastle game week nineteen, which is far away, and Liverpool attack, as we've mentioned and been talking about for a while, just doesn't look like they're putting three plus past these mid table to bottom half teams. You know, maybe they just did against Watford, obviously, but you know what I mean. I mean, you watch you watch City, and then this, for example, like this, the Spurs' performance against Chelsea was a better attacking performance than Liverpool. For me, I've seen in the league all year, not close. I haven't seen Liverpool attack that well against anyone all year. So that, like, when I'm looking at that, and then I'm looking at the player prices, thirteen million is ridiculous, and. I'm looking at the fixtures for Spurs. I'm looking at Kane. I'm thinking I would rather Captain Kane than Mo. Like most of these games, so that's kind of, you know those kinds of things are going into my thoughts. But Mo's still a good pick. I mean, he's still scoring every game. You know, he's he's still getting points, but it's just at the cost. And if you can't redistribute the money that that you're going to be freeing up by downgrading him immediately, then that's also a, that's also a cost. You know, if you're not going to be immediately reinvesting, or if you have to wait a week or two weeks to reinvest the money and you know upgrading a couple other spots or whatever you're doing like that, you have to factor that in as well. So a lot, a lot of factors, but all all in all, I, this is going to be the first time I don't have Mo for, I guess since like game week three last year, I think something like so we'll that. We'll see how that we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm it's definitely, definitely I'm risk, definitely going but, yeah. I'm definitely going no Mo on wild card. That's that's 100 percent nailed. So. See how it goes. Godspeed, dude. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think. Yeah, I don't know. I have so many, so many thoughts, and all of them are biased as a Liverpool supporter. I just still think Liverpool are pretty handily the second best attack in the league, but they haven't showed that. I mean, they are just because maybe no one else has like usurped them yet. But being second best to City doesn't. Like, they look like a two goal a game. Team to me, and that's what they're doing. That's what they've done this year. They've scored two goals a game, and I'm not wanting to spend 13 million on a share of a two goal a game team. Period. That's kind of just how I'm simplistically looking at it. But they obviously but have room at for the same upside. Time, they haven't really just scored two goals a game. Isn't that what they're averaging on the season? I mean, maybe, so but they. You know, I'm just recently sure scored... played Arsenal, City, and Chelsea, and those were all like blanks, and then. You know, they just put three against Watford, two against Fulham, four against Cardiff. You know, three against Southampton earlier. They, they destroyed Spurs. Like I, I just think it's the shine of last season has rubbed off. They're not free flowing and like putting a five like la- the second half of last season. So it feels worse than it is. If that makes sense, because I mean, like three versus Watford, like n- no one does that, and no one has done that. They don't do that. They're like top five defensive team in the league this year. But it doesn't feel like anything special because Liverpool are supposed to do that, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't you know. know what I, mean? I just I just don't I mean it's the numbers from last year obviously hit a hit a height, but it's also just from what I'm watching. I mean, they just sit back a lot more and they don't yeah. create that many chances. I don't yeah. think that they had maybe one shot on target in the first half against Watford. I don't want to spend thirteen million on a player that is playing in an attack like that, and that's how they're functioning. Yeah, and he's been getting by because he's been getting the one return, and he's been trickling along. But you know, the, the team hasn't been playing that well, and you know, if Kuhn was thirteen, we'd be like, okay, they're scoring four a game. Like, I'll spend thirteen on him. But 
you know, Liverpool. I think the fact that he's in so many teams right now, obviously he's still has a good points total, but 13 million, dude, that's one of the most expensive prices we've seen in FPL, you know, in the last five years or whatever. So just don't think he's justifying it. And, and just, but the recent returns are just eight, eight, two, 15, eight. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, no, it's, what? it's very steady, but at the same time, like, you know, Raz and Sane are putting up twenties and I don't want to captain him really in the next. You know, eight games. Maybe there's like two yeah, games the I captain him. Interesting too. And that's that's another. I mean, that's really the main thing is that I don't feel like that many other people are going to captain him in those games, so I can't get that fucked. If you know what I mean. So I just don't feel like it's that big of a risk right now for me, especially where I am. I want to try and make some rises, and obviously, it can backfire. It can easily tank me in the, in the next three to five game weeks if he starts firing like a maniac, but I'm still just two transfers away from getting him, so it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I haven't looked really at the ticker now, but I'm looking now, and like the thing that we just were saying about Raz, I feel like should be like regarding captain, a Kane and Mo should not be in our thoughts. I think it should just be, I'm captaining Raz every single week, what are the weeks when I maybe wouldn't captain Raz? Is basically how I think it should be looked at. And it's like, then you choose those weeks and see like who is there someone like way better? And if not, probably stick just stick on Raz because they're that much better than every other team. And yeah. they just they just fucking they they said it. I didn't get all the way through pods. You know, I'm just like you know behind on shit. But they were saying it on. Um, Football Weekly, one of the guys was like, every fucking goal they score is just like, pass, pass, cross, tap in. It's like, no one else can do it, and no one can stop it. And it's just, they don't fucking, they don't have to shoot from outside of the box, because they just only score tap It's ridiculous. Yeah, Raz, Raz is very fucking good right now. Yeah, someone on Twitter was like, just swap the price of Salah and Raz, but like, do that Trick yourself into thinking that Raz is thirteen and Salah is eleven, and just have both because they're the best. And it's like, yeah, that's fair. Um, another premium guy that we kind of haven't talked about is Has. I mean, so his price is fucking dropping like he's fucking, you know, Pogba, and it's like, just like he's flagged, like he's he is. flagged. But it dropped even before this game week. It dropped on like Friday or Saturday, also. Yeah. I mean, so people, everyone has out is very, very trendy right now. And Liam and Slack, where do you guys stand on has knocked and price dropping? Could easily start in Hall against Fulham. Is it madness to go with him over Mane or Raz? James on Twitter, what to do about has as a non-owner? I was all set to bring him in for Fulham at home, but is it now looking like that slot might be better saved for City or Spurs mid? Um, first of all, it's very difficult to. Pass judgment on this on a Monday when he is an injury concern and we need to see what the press conference brings. He's yes. obviously not playing. He's obviously not playing on Thursday against whatever fucking Azerbaijani team they're playing in yes. mockery league. But um, last time he was flagged, he was questionable with some type of you know he gets fouled fifty times a game. He didn't play, um, and it was a it was a Burnley game where they didn't need him and they fucking destroyed four 0 So. Similar similar circumstance here, so the the president there is a little bit worrying. Um, I, I'm not I'm not going to hold has. Uh, I, I no, know you're not. I, oh shit! No, I'm not I'm not, not going to keep him. But the main thing why, honestly, looking at the fixtures, like there are several several factors. 
First of all, it's the kind of thing like home foam you look at and you think, okay, that's a great fixture, which it is, but if you're going into it, which exact thing, exact same thing that happened going into the Burnley game, I was like, he's kind of like 75, 25 to play. So I'm just going to keep him. And then he doesn't play and you're spending fucking double digits on a zero. That fucks you. Like that just fucking tanks your game week. And then moving forward from there, the fixtures are not good. I mean, they're at Wolves, home city at, at Brighton, home Leicester at Watford. Like they're bad. And main thing that I was very disturbed about Sari this weekend, which we've seen before and we know this is how rigid and wedded he is to the 4-3-3. And obviously Marata is a fucking diabolical human. He shouldn't be on the team. That's ridiculous. But he did nothing to combat the problems. And it was the second game running that they man-marked Jorginho and they just couldn't get the ball past the halfway mark. And as good as Hazard is, you know, you need you need some friends out there on the pitch to do stuff. So he needs Giroud, dude. Oh my well, god! Obviously, Giroud's going to come in for full. And that, that, that's probably going to happen because you 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 cannot hang, you don't want to hang yourself with the, the Spanish rope of Alvaro Morata yes. for your job. Like you just you don't want you don't want to be in that place. But you think that you know Ranieri's not going to copy those tactics and just fucking put someone on on Jorginho and they're going to be fine? Fu- I mean, yeah, you know, but the, I was just talking gonna, fucking Chelsea. They'll score a goal or two. Whatever. Bug about that? Like you think you actually think all of Italy didn't think of that and like all they had to do was like man mark Jorginho and Napoli were going to be fucking no. like dog shit. Like come on. No, but the the difference is that Napoli's players in every position were three million times better than what Chelsea has. Like Chelsea's I mean, playing with yeah. I mean Conte can't pass. Kovacic has Dante been is all, more of a problem than Jorginho, no, probably. But, but this is what I'm saying is that like Jorginho was on the same team, so you remove him from the equation. Conte can't make fucking side passes, let alone diagonal passes, let alone fucking forward passes. That's ridiculous to ask him of that. Kovacic has been just mixed bag for 90 minutes every game. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Willian just turns it over and just runs into blind channels and does nothing. Uh, like, like, and, and Murata's a ghost. I mean, they're playing with seven men. I, these are just <laughs> blank, blank pieces of cardboard in your hand if you're playing poker. I don't know. They're just terrible. So when you replace them with players like Mertens and you know Insigne and all these fucking world beaters for Napoli, like Allen and whomever, then it's not an issue because they're all really good. <laughs> the players that Chelsea have are not really good. They're just kind of square pegs into round holes. So there are problems there. And again, you know, the lack of in-game changing of things against Spurs just worried me because yeah. they just didn't look good at it for five minutes. They didn't have a good five-minute stretch the whole game. And it's I just, just don't funny, see though, the Imagine upside. if that pen was given. What what, what yeah, we'll be yeah. seeing right now? Like, what would FPL like trends be right now? It would it would have been one one, and then Spurs would have won five one because Spurs bossed the fuck out of that oh, game. Yeah, for yeah but minutes. I just mean regarding has because he probably finishes yeah, with like eight seven or nine points point or whatever. Eight, eight, eight points, yeah, yeah. And people wouldn't be ripping him out of their team. Obviously, with one point and a yellow flag, it's easier to do. But I'm just thinking of you know when you're on wild card, the thing that has happened to me in the past when I look at my team and I pick players is that. I look for like that game week where I want like a perfect game week right off wild card where all right, my fixtures and that's are great. Not the way to do it. Yeah, I have all my fixtures are great. I have as many home fixtures as I can, but then I look for you know the second week or the third week, and I have some you know oh like three of my players are playing top four teams that week, or you know my defense is like yeah, yeah, eh, yeah. I'm gonna have to play someone bad as my third defender. Hazard's the kind of player after Fulham that I just don't want. I don't want to spend eleven million on Hazard when he has these fixtures coming up. So. That, that you know, that's what I'm thinking about Hazard. If yeah, again, very harsh, you're very fucking cutthroat, dude. 
Well, I'm on wild card, so I have to be cutthroat about these things. Yeah, I guess I, I'm looking at everyone like a commodity right now. Not that emotional, even though I have Zaha, Rondon. Like I had Ozil on my team for so long, even after he didn't play. Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fine line from getting friends, being emotional, and then being cutthroat. You know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I but, I mean I just as an owner and someone not on wild card, I'm like very happy to keep Hazard. Like he's. He does this actually every season he's ever played in the Premier League. No matter what points he finishes on, he has these like ghost periods where he fucking doesn't do anything and everyone's like panicking and whatever. And he's right around the corner from a string of double digits. I mean, we've shown, I mean, City again are a different beast. Uh, He probably won't even get a shot off against City because they're, they're too much better than every other team in this league and it's not competitive. But, like at Wolves, like yeah, they're good defensively. Like I don't fucking care. Like that's a hazard. That's a fifteen pointer in my in my eyes. Like he's shown for you know I don't know six seasons that he's completely fixture proof, and it just doesn't matter at all who he's playing against. Like he scores more goals against the top six than the bottom six probably because he's just fucking weirdo. But I'm just like not panicking even one small bit at all about Hazard and he'll finish top five mids. I bet my bet the fucking house on it. So I don't know. That's where I am with him. No, I I appreciate that opinion and I agree he does do this every year. We know that. But for me when I'm looking at every spot so critically, it's yeah. just the kind of thing where I have to just Trust what I'm seeing. Yeah, no, and and seeing... it's so much again. It's it's like honestly a completely different conversation a wild card because then you start weighing up like value and like yeah, sun and two million versus hazard with the fixture run like oh like I I see that argument and I'm fine with it and I don't think you need hazard like Sterling is probably the only player I'd be like if you're gonna fucking fly you probably need Sterling and yeah. captain him every week but and Rondon. And Rondon, of course. Um, but Haz is not that kind of player, and he doesn't have, you know, he rarely will have a hat trick or anything huge explosion like that. But for people not on wildcard who are panicking, it's just. Yeah, don't, don't panic. You, you can't fucking panic. chill. Like, he is so far from the worst player in your team. I don't fucking care what your overall rank is or who else is in your team. He is not the problem in your team right yeah. now. He will be a problem if the press conference comes out and they're like, I don't know if he's going to play. Then That's I would get him out of the team because you just can't keep going on like that. Yeah, if he is looking like he might miss Fulham and then he is two weeks away from Sydney, fuck him off. That's yep. fine. But yeah, as of right now, I'm whatever. I'm just yeah. coasting. No, I, I, I agree. Has. If I was on a wild card, I, I wouldn't really be looking at him. Yeah. Um, and let's talk but about But at City the same too. time, I mean, before we move on, I, I if you could turn him, him into Raz, do that. Just do it. Raz is the best player in the game. Don't think, I don't, don't know think if we twice. said that yet. If you have a free, you have money in the bank, just fucking just do it. Raz is just the best player in the game. Getting him is good. Yep. But dealing with bad players, like people still have like fucking Barkley. Oh, Barks. You know, like <laughs> look yourself in the mirror before you're doing has to Raz and deal with Barkley. And deal I love with- how many people were going insane on us about shitting all inside of Barkley's mouth of him as a prospect when that happened. 
I loved how much well, feedback we got about that. That thing was fantastic. The best thing was Sari's reaction in the post game. Did you see that? Yeah, they like tried to talk Barkley up because they're like, hey, I'm English and everyone who's watching is English. And he's like, I'm Italian and I just want to smoke fags. He's like, Barkley was an actual keel of shit. And yeah, they're like, oh, what do you think of the players? And he's like, he like looks at the reporter completely dumbfounded after getting dismantled by Spurs. And then he's like, what about like Ross Barkley? And he just you goes, showed positive I, he, signs, right? He just goes, I liked no one. <laughs> Fucking die. Um, and then City. I mean, so we, we're covering all the big topics, I guess, right out the gate. But, I mean, we don't need to really talk about Raz. He's the best player in the game. Not even close. What about the other guys? I mean, so Shimmy on Slack and uh, the Boy Knowles on Twitter. Does no Mendy make Sané a goodbye? They both rarely both start. I mean, Mendy's dead, so that's not an issue. Shimmy on slide, do you think a downgrade to Sané can, can provide enough points to compensate for Raz over the coming weeks with the extra $2 million saved? Or is Raz simply just the guy to get over, don't overthink it? Um, Harry on Twitter asking about City defense. Dot asking about doubling up on mids. I like this one, FPL Tornado on Twitter. Thoughts on triple City mids. You'll probably only get two of three each week, but that's half of a of a defensive cover and two attackers and the best team by far in the league. Also, other players in their price bracket will be similar rotation risk due to the fixture pileup, which oh, I thought you mean was like interesting. the three I have in my wild card midfield. Good job by you. Okay, see, I don't. Um, what's exciting about this pod is I don't even know like what your wild card is or what you're thinking. So yeah, I'm, I'm finding out you, with the listeners. You're, you're just a ghost ship on Slack. So everyone on Slack being like, uh, jerk me off, and you're just yeah. not there. So yeah, I, I haven't been on Slack you. basically yeah, for two straight weeks. Um, if you are trying to tell yourself Sonny is going to get the same points of, as Sterling, then I have some, if we're in the desert, I have some sand to sell you. That's ridiculous, <laughs> but... Sane, you know what you're going to get with him. He's obviously a rotation risk. You know he can always play Sterling over there, even though they do different bits. Um, probably less likely to do so, given that they don't have a real left, like good left foot overlapper over there for Sane. And Sterling likes to come inside. He likes to whip there. But you know Sane is still fucking expensive. You just went up. He's nine three. That's premium, premium. So if you are buying Sane, please have bench coverage because he's going to have zero minute, zero pointer games coming up. The thing with Sane is he usually doesn't, which makes it so much harder to swallow for me. And he, he has, subs. Yeah, he subs. He has two yeah. zero minutes, but he has a three minute, 14 minute, 13 minute, 14 minute, 28 yeah. minutes also. And that's just yeah, such a tough. dagger. It's tough, but it, it's the kind of thing that Sane for me, man of the match, uh, City's game. Air margin. Um, he was a god. He had just a free roll. He was a, he was running from like left to right. He had a free roll. It was I don't even know what his job was. It was just go wherever you want. His job was just fuck fuck them. Yeah. Here's, Kuhn, a, here's a rubber. Go have fun. So like Kuhn played really. He played a really good game. Yeah, what and happened I, with Kuhn? They, one thing on Kuhn, Match of the Day highlights, not a single Kuhn touch was on Match of the Day highlights. No, so no, I no. have not he, seen Kuhn for over two weeks now. I haven't even seen him. Yeah, no, he he just was playing reserved hold up Raz and Sane and and Dilve overlap down the middle jobs. He was just he was pulling like false out. Line shit. Yeah, he was just pulling out to the edge of the box, and all of the fast guys were running in behind. 
Um, West Ham were obviously all over the shop. They have no idea how to play defense again. And the pace was just they couldn't cope with it. And, you know, Kuhn doesn't have the pace of obviously of Raz and Sane, but he was just holding up like a god and he was keeping things going and he was, you know, occupying space and stuff like, but it was still kind of the game plan was that it wasn't, you know, get Kuhn goals. It was, Kind of like how Kane sometimes has those games where he drops deeper. Yeah, for me, more of like last a ten. Yeah. yeah, they're more of like a ten and just kind of trying to keep things. That's kind of what Kuhn's job was. So, you know, he the the away goal record is starting to approach like reasonable sample size levels where we can actually deduce that he doesn't really score away. And this was I don't normally like scrutinize Kuhn that much because I love him so much and he's beautiful. But this game, you know, it was it was noticeable that he was doing a different job. I mean, normally, you know, he's around the penalty spot. Like normally, the whole time. he's driving at the net, yeah. just like looking yeah, for he's shots. He's always yeah. going either near post run when it goes out wide or far post run. You know, this or that. Or but he's you know he's usually the furthest forward, and then Raz or, or Silver are the second runners and stuff. And it just wasn't that case. That wasn't the case this game. But Sané was electric, and and it's exciting. Because we know, you know, when Mendy's out, you know, he has a lot more free reign up there in, in the left, like quadrant of the final third or whatever. And so you're telling me that Zabaleta couldn't keep up Asana's pace? I I might need to rewatch. Probably rewatching match of the day won't tell me, but I'll pro- I'll rewatch the ninety. We could do a quick emergency pot on Wednesday. I can get back to you on that. Okay, cool. Yeah, let me know okay. because that doesn't make any sense. But in terms of the FPL pick, I just again, you know, we talk about Pep's roulette and shit and Pep's wheel of rotation, and it's it's so funny because honestly, when I read what everyone is saying and things like this, it's just kind of like how long, how how far back does your memory go, or what, like how bad have you burned late, been burned lately? Because there are some people I see and they're just like, I got Mares in three weeks and I want to fucking kill myself. I'm not getting a rotatable city mid again. Like, get the fuck out of my face. And then there are some people that are just like, should I take this hit for like, you know, Salah and, and someone else like good to Sane and like, you know, some like weird guy. And it's, that's just what we're, what the world is that we live. And, just know, just know, you know, he's he's a rotation risk, and he's gonna start games and not start games. But he has obviously like twenty point potential, and he's fucking good. So, I think Sonic's great. Yeah, it's just hard. I, it's a hard like math maths problem. I feel like to assess someone's value when they have equal chance of getting you double digit points and and one point in any week with like a ten minute sub and a. Fucking ninety minute destruction. I don't know how to. I don't know how to assess that. Honestly, yeah. The one thing too, though, with Sane that must be said is that he does not have a lot of minutes in his legs this season. Yeah. He's barely played. So and he's young. He's young as shit too. Yeah, he's young as fuck. And you know, it's not to say that someone like the work rate he puts forth. I, I don't know his physio. You know, behind the scenes fitness, yeah, level, yeah, yeah. obviously. But you know, with with two or three days off, you know, with the pile up. He could just ride him. I mean, he could miss one game in December and just be a fucking monster. That's definitely possible. Yeah. What's um, interesting about this season is that, like, I'm pretty unanimous. Unanimously, everyone would say that City are obviously the best team in the league. But with Liverpool just keeping it close, maybe we're just going to see Klopp and Pep just ride everyone because it does not feel 
like either team has the luxury of being like, oh, we're just going to throw out a B team today. Like a point would be fine because like that's not fine. They ever they need to win every week, especially against like the bad teams upcoming. You know, so yeah, no, I don't think we'll see a league cup B team from either side, and where they're going to, you know, I th- remember I don't remember if it was last year or two years ago, but you guys went up to Sunderland and played an actual symbolic joke lineup and either drew well, or well, barely won. Well, it wasn't last year. <laughs> Was it? Oh, <laughs> Jordy, baby. Jordy's offing himself Two in the corner. Ago. Do you remember? It was like, do yeah, you remember I this game? Remember this? I kind of loosely remember this. Anyway, but at the same time, no winger, no fullback can play nine, ten games in a month. You know, it's just not physically possible. So yeah, yeah. That, that's really all I'm saying. Yeah, but, it's just interesting to think about because even last season, I mean, by the time. December was done at City were already double digit points. So, you know, it was it was done already. Like they were United fans were the only people on planet Earth who were like, maybe there's a chance, but City were like twelve points up or something like that when it hit two thousand eighteen and no looking back. And I don't know, there are teams at least close to them now where they have to just yeah. keep winning. So maybe yeah, no, maybe fair. that'll affect it. I don't know. That's fair. To to be fair as well, last season normally the, I I remember Outside of last season, the rotation in December was pretty rife, full stop. And, you know, our benches were routinely getting pulled into our excise. But last season, December rotation was not that bad. Yeah, it wasn't that bad at all. We, yeah. we talked about it on the pod. I remember it vividly. I, I don't think I had my second bench player come into my team like once in the entire month. So maybe that'll, that'll repeat itself as well. I don't know. Yeah, it we never could know. just be a lucky, a lucky timing thing with the team. Right, so well, you're good. I, I, the same thing with defense. You know, the points per million with defense. The defenders are still good. You know, if you had Laporte early and you have a lot of value there, you hold or Ederson or whatever. You know, if you're not a wild card, blah blah blah. But the upside with City's attack, I just can't see past. It's just I want. I if I could have six City attackers, I would. So I can have three. So that's what I want. I mean, getting six points a week is very very good. I think having yeah, one of them good. is still. Just outstanding. I mean, it's like yeah, it's, it's fun. It's just so automatic. It's just I don't know. It's like the opposite of someone who relies on pens for points. It's like every time Milivojevic blanks, City get six points, and every time he fucking gets a haul, City blank. It's like that's that's how it feels owning Laporte. It's like he's the opposite of fucking Neves. It's like Neves has two returns all year. Yeah, Laporte probably has like two blanks all year. It's just it's just incredible. Yeah, that's fair. Yedlin is their only open play goal allowed all season. And it was like yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, you can't keep the Yanks out. <laughs> um one more kind of top topic y thing before just rapid firing through some questions is just Arnie slash Second and third strikers slash nightmare. I and mean, Enrique Ants like, what are we doing with our second slash third striker? Arnie, are we worried? Wilson, are we dropping him? Is Mitro back? Will we ever talk about Wilf again? John Astrion's like, if Arnie's dead, what the fuck do we do? Do we try and jump up a price bracket or just dump the money in a mid or, or defense? And guess Jason, do any non premium strikers make you all dent in this moment or is it just a world of shit out there? Ugh. Um, it is. It feels like a world of shit right now. Gotta say that. Yeah, I mean, Kane Obs is there. Obs is is in there, but Laka, while well knocked, is a questionable guy. But in terms of the mid price, I, I, 
Um, Arnie is nowhere near my wild card team. He's just nowhere near it. It's the it's what we talked about last. Yeah, last that's what we yeah. talked about last pod. I so mean, he came, limped off, right? Yeah, he limped, they had already used their three subs. He limped off on like the eighty ninth minute when obviously the game was already finished. There's um, just no pro- fucking way in hell that he's playing three three matches in a week. No, it's it's what we, yeah we we alluded to it last week. It came to fruition immediately with a full week off. So what's going to happen when they what's going to happen when they have two days off? You you be the judge of that. Um, West Ham were also just disgusting. I. Uh, I, I know Rondon did not cover himself in glory today, as I understand it, but I still I still like him as a five seven option down there if if you can hide him and kind of rotate him here and there. But yeah, he's fine. Was, uh, today was I, a I weird man. She's fine. Yeah, I, I still think he's fine. I, I like him. Um, I have Wilf on my wild card team, more of a homer pick, and as well as Mitrovic's immediate fixtures being a little bit rough. I do like Mitrovic over the medium term, though. I mean, you saw what Ranieri said, calling him the best striker, one of the best strikers on the continent. And you know, we we know what he can do. He can score goals in bucket loads. He's he did it last year. He's done it before. He does it for Serbia. But he has, he has a know. lot of goals already in the season. Yeah. He's so yeah, fucking yeah. good. But at Chelsea, at United, two of the next three doesn't doesn't do much for me. So at United's you know, well, pretty good though. Yeah, it's okay. It's, but it's, it's, it's deep enough into the season that I would consider that a pretty decent picture. Uh, Lindelof injured makes me oh, think it's going to be a lot tougher. Better, yeah, yeah, it makes it a little bit tougher because he's an absolute piece of dog shit. But I'm thinking of just, you know, kind of wolf placeholding for Mitra for a few. And then, you know, because we have good fixtures for a few. But yeah, it's tough. I, I Bournemouth. Bournemouth are a weird one, honestly. That game was very frustrating to watch as a neutral. Yeah. Um, I, I, we we mentioned it prematurely when we talked about Bournemouth about whether to hold or ship. I, I think it's time to ship. Brooks, the only um, outlier there, just because how cheap he is, he's a five one, and, and you can rotate him. You know, if you if you're rotating Brooks with another player as your fifth mid with like your third attacker, your third striker, that could that could work. But I don't want to spend a real spot on someone with fixtures like that when you know they're. They didn't look good. They they just didn't look that good to me, honestly. I, I thought they were a little bit all over the shop. They midfield they were just getting dominated. Um, the fixtures are, are really bad. I mean, they're at City. They have Liverpool. They have yeah. Spurs I'm probably United, you know. gonna just end up benching Callum for City and Liverpool, or at least City. And I'll see if I have like you know defensive coverage for the Liverpool week. But this week, I'm gonna probably get rid of Arnie and bring in someone who can start over. Callum this week or something something yeah. like that. It's just there's just no. I benched Arnie last week against City. I'm gonna bench Callum this week against City. There's no point. I mean, no one gets fucking more than like five shots against them, and it's like no thanks. Yeah, I mean, if you with Arnie at least he had the pen and he got to play Ederson, so that's a little something in the back of your mind. But if you're not even on pens, then it's just not a good start. So yeah, I, I like that. If you can afford to to bench Wilson or bench Fraser, but that's what I'm doing. There's so yeah. many. There are just so many fixtures coming up that you want to bench them for. I'm like, you know, what what are you holding them for? You, That's go, the thing, go. though. It's like, I think I'm definitely benching City, probably benching Liverpool, but I'm not going to bench them at Spurs and at United. Uh, those are not. That's not emergency okay. bench to me. You know, they're bad. Yeah. They're obviously bad. I don't expect them to like haul against the, either a team or anything, but he could very easily come in uh, in those and. I, it's very 
easy to imagine. So that's fair. Yeah, it's more of a right now thing yeah, when you're right looking now, at yeah. those when you're looking at those near terms and you're looking at your individual team. Like, oh my god, this is just not going to be many points coming up. Yeah, but Arnie's so, worse. Arnie's worse because he's actually he might not fucking play. play. Yeah, yeah, he might not play. But Wil- Wilf is just a complete homer pick. I mean, we look. Just all sorts in the final third, but we have had a tough run recently. Very, and very, very tough run. Yeah. The, the the main problem with Wolf is just that he doesn't have a lot of upside. I mean, a double return is he probably gets three a year. It just he just yeah. doesn't do it. He just yeah. doesn't you know he doesn't get that many good chances. His goals are normally like half worldies, and he's horrific on bonus. Yeah, obviously he's just fucking. Well, I don't know what he does for both. diving offsides yeah, merchant. Dives. Yeah, yeah. But home Burnley at Brighton, a little tough derb. Uh, at West Ham, home Leicester next four. Decent. For the fix, uh, for the players we're talking about in this price bracket, it's by far number one. Not even remotely close. No one's close to those fixtures. So, you know, for a short term pun, I, I kind of like that. Um, I mean, Jimenez, I'm just like, get out of my face. Ugh, I guess Jimenez. Muzz, Glenn Murray is reasonable, but I don't know. He's a he little was so glennish well. this week with one shot, one, fucking yeah. glancing header in like the 10th <laughs> minute. And then he <laughs> just, looked, oh, he's completely invisible the rest of the match. It looked so bad. And yeah. suddenly at Huddersfield doesn't look like a picnic. Um, no, that's, I mean, that's a with, bad picture. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Palace, our defense has just been nails as long as everyone's fit in the back forward say, all right now. So that's just like a transfer waiting to happen. So I don't know about that. But in general, yeah, it's a bunch of shit, right? What about Giroud? I feel like Giroud is like the way left field rogue punt. Is it too nuts for the leap of faith? Like, like he plays on Thursday and scores a goal and they win. Is that too nuts to go for him? He's seven seven. Seven seven is fucking cheap. I kind of like I it. I mean, I wonder. Like, I'm not gonna get him. I'm. I'm. Busy using my transfers to get in like Raz and shit, but I wonder if on a wild card team that's a pretty reasonable shout for you to maybe go, especially going without Haz. I mean, we don't we don't make picks to be coverage picks, but it doesn't hurt, you know. I mean, like if he's assisting a Haz goal and you don't have Haz, yeah. like that's pretty I don't have the money for him nice right for now, you. But- yeah, uh, it's I'd it's, to, it's yeah. interesting. You know, I, yeah, I it's mean, interesting. I, I thought about it a little bit. I, I just I don't know. It just seems like ridiculously punty to to go for that. And I mean, you know, I like Will. If I want to have like friends, what formation are you tinkering mostly in? Three, three four. Have not shied away from three four three. So but that's I'm gonna, tough though, because you need three strikers, and it's like unless you're going like double premium, it's it's hard to well, find. I, I have I have Kearney in there for my fifth mid, and then I have two reasonable bench defenders, so I'll have decent coverage every week. Um, yeah, but I'm not really playing like a rotating attacker game. I'm obviously going to ride Big Sal because he's a fucking god legend, and oh he's going to take me to the promised land. But. Smoked salmon. Yeah, three four three. Three four three for sure. Mm, Giroud is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um let's do some let's fire off some questions. Are we running long? We're we're over an hour. We are long, buddy. That's good. That's good. I mean I'm back. It's like, you know, we're good. Um so Jordy on Slack, I'm getting the feels for Pierre, baby. Once the next two fixtures are out of the way, why is he being so overlooked? Uh, it's just the price, you know, and you know he's playing a different formation, different personnel every week. 
if Lacazette's playing centrally, he's playing kind of reverse out of position, a little bit, quite, a little bit troublesome. But yeah, it's it's good. I mean, he's he's good. I, I just why you can't take him over Kuhn? That's ridiculous. I like Kane a lot more, even though he's I think a little bit more take, expensive. You could take him over Kuhn if you no, ever ask. Come on, no, come on. Yeah, you're you're not, you're not going to captain Ob just like you're not going to captain Kuhn. You're going to take the fucking Arsenal player over the City striker. City striker on pens is Ob's not even on pens, right? Isn't fucking Frenchman on pens? I don't know. They're both good I at pens. Know. I'm not sure. Yeah, they're both good at pens. But Arsenal's upside is is getting own goal on the sheet and then one goal against Bournemouth. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, what are you guys actual doing? I yeah, don't know. that's fair. I don't think that's I don't think that's too defensible, but. That's why I'm more interested in Lacazette. I mean, it's a million less, and they basically do the same thing to me. I'm just like rolling the dice at who's going to score a goal for Arsenal sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, Aubameyang's fun. He's fucking good. Obviously, he's great. But 11's steep. I don't know. I'm not getting, I'm not there. It's just the, with the mids and shit this season, it's so fucking hard to spend 11 on Aubameyang. The other thing that's so hard with Arsenal is that you know they have that nice little mini fixture on after the next two, but they don't have any. They have two FPL options: that's Obs and Laka. They don't have a midfield option, so we're looking yeah. at Arsenal like I want an attacker, and two, the two of them are ten and eleven. I'm like, I mean, what it's the why fuck am I it's do? why we both started the season with Ozil because we we wanted that spot exact. Yeah. We wanted the exact role that you're talking about right now, which is just an attacking midfielder who has a share of their goals, but it doesn't exist. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's my. Do you have a different take on Ob, or are you kind of? I mean, he's obviously to... really, really fucking good, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just looking at my team, and I'm sure many, many listeners are in similar boats. It's just like that's like my last priority. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I need to get way more city players before I even consider that. I'll take Salah over Obs. I'll take Hazard over Obs. I'm fucking. Every player on City over OBS. Okay, then I can't afford OBS anymore. Yeah. Um, John Astrian's like, no question, but Siggy fucks and I love him. Seems like someone that just ticks over similar to how we talk about Kevin and Erickson in past years. And Siggy's an option. Oh, yeah. I I had him in a little bit here. Okay. Um, But he's doing what he did with Swansea and it's a better team. So he has more rips or more bites at the apple and yeah, he's doing it. He looks good. I mean, he's in a really advantageous position. Everyone have been really impressive, honestly, dude, like last few games, they're looking really good. They look really good. My, my main issue with everyone, especially for me, wildcard right now, I mean, at Liverpool at city home spurs three of the three of their next five. I just don't want that. I, I, don't I think s- right now, I think Everton are full of void. Richarlison yeah, just- and Siggy, and obviously their defenders, because even sandwiched in those games, those their two home matches are home Newcastle, home Watford. That's yeah. not easy. That's not home Fulham, home Cardiff. Like that, those yeah. are much different level of opposition. Yeah, I mean, game week nineteen, we can talk again. The the run is yeah, the run plentiful. is fantastic. The run is plentiful for a couple months, and that's when I want some shares, but. I mean, if you own them, obviously you're holding in this moment yeah. because they do still have those two on paper reasonable home games after the city game. But for me, you know, Walker is not optional. But yeah, Siggy looks good. He's he's ticking. And, and again, you know, the the bonus points. A player like Siggy is where it goes such a long way because he very rarely double returns, but every return he gets is worth that times like point five. He he gets one to three bonus points every return. He just does. He's he creates so many chances. He, you know, he doesn't get the negative BPS things, and 
he, he just hogs all those indirect set pieces, all of those chances created are just like hitting a, a rogue, a rogue, you know? Yeah, I remember it was, head is just, it was like four weeks ago, maybe five weeks ago, maybe when, whenever Richarlison got kind of moved to central forward and we were talking about it on here. And I remember you saying, asking me if like Richarlison or Siggy over Richarlison could ever possibly be defensible. And, at the time, it seemed like no, but I remember I did mention that, like, stats wise and like heat map wise, Siggy was more far forward than Richarlison and more central than Richarlison, even though, like, nominally Richarlison was the one playing striker. And it hasn't changed that much. And Siggy is like, he's like number 10, but Richarlison's false nine. So they, they like overlap positions and so he has free reign to go as far forward as he wants. And, you know, Richarlison has free reign to, to drop deep to link play and stuff. And it's just, and he's come alive recently. And that's a big factor. Why I think that that's helped him a lot. So, yeah, I mean, he's on six goals already. He's got pens in his locker. He's, Definitely someone to think about. I mean, seven four. You know, I mean, he's not six five anymore like he was when he was on Swansea. But seven four is not expensive, and yeah. he looks good. Yeah, yeah. He's, he he looks good. Yeah. Um, it's Brian Kerwan on Slack. What is your goal overall ranks for the end of the season? Oh God, top one million. <laughs> I don't it's know. How to answer. I can't answer it's, this. It's always top ten. Okay, it still is. Um, We'll see where we go. 30, 38's Mine's just we'll like see. some green arrows. I want to have fun for the first time in my fucking life. How about that? That's a good okay. goal. Okay. Um, let's just do one more question and go forward. FPL Arnie on Twitter. Please discuss Alonzo on the pod. You said he was the most essential player last week. Does this still hold true? Did we say Are that? You, no, we never use the word essential. That's just putting words in our mouth. Fuck you. But what's your thought? You own him. What, what are your thoughts? And you asked me like two days ago who's the best fourth midfielder to get, and my answer was Alonzo. And I had to reframe the question eight times to get yeah, you who's to the second best. Me. Oh, I already have him. Like who's the, the second best is Glenn Murray, but the first best is <laughs> by far Alonzo. It's not remotely close. None, no fucking Siggy, Richarlison, Martial, any fuck that you can think of is not as good. Points per million, value, etc. As Alonso, I still think he. I mean, it's people are only asking this question because they just got completely ass fucked by Spurs. Their defense is not that good, but it's you know top five good, and he'll be fine with a decent number of clean sheets. But his returns are out of control, and he's a fucking out of control monster with returns and bonus and cleans and attacking and like everything. Easiest said and forget of my life. Like not even a sniff of him leaving my team. Yeah, I mean, one might say he's an out of control murderer. I don't know. Yeah, he's a little bit too out of control sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, he's still the number two overall player in FPL. Like, you think he visits Adam Johnson in prison? Oh God. Yeah, he probably does. He probably has. Yeah, probably. Well, a couple times, right? I mean, if. Adam Johnson knows things about Alonso that he's keeping to himself. Yeah, agree, agree. All right, let's go ahead. Okay. Um. So, what are we looking at for captains this week? I haven't. I'm, I don't even know. 
I mean, it's just pick whatever city player you feel like captaining. That's an easy one. We'll uh, we'll have to see who they pick midweek. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Tomorrow they play. So, I mean, Jesus didn't travel. They have actual one striker, number 10, Sergio Cunaguero, beautiful white hair, beautiful guy. So he's obviously featuring. No idea what that means for the weekend, but can't be feeling too good there. But home Bournemouth, as good as it gets. I mean, you get to run at Steve Cook, Chazzy Daniels, Frano, some nightmares everywhere. Yeah, hopefully know. Howe starts gosling again. Holy oh my shit. God. Yeah, please start gosling again. He's so much better than Lewis Cook. Great call, Edward Howe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's razor bust. I guess Kuhn yeah, too, it's, but it's razor bust. Yeah, I think it's. Who it's would you cap right. otherwise? Kuhn, Sonnet, I, I would captain whatever city, Silva. I, I would not even consider any non-city player this weekend. When you have Liverpool Derb and Spurs Derb, there's just no other option. And there's Hazard if he's healthy. No, I mean, he's knocked and, you know, we don't. He, there is no chance that Sarri's going to be like, he's 1 million percent fit. Like, that's not going to happen. And I'm not, I'm not going to. I don't know yet if Sarri's a liar or not. I don't know. We don't have enough, like, yeah, we don't. press conferences to know, like, how much he's going to lie. That's fair. I, but regardless, I would rather captain the top four city players than Hazard. Like, yeah. it's not close yeah. to me. So it's just a city player. Yeah, obviously, Raz is the obvious captain. But. This is where we go back to you know the game plan and things. It's a home game. We know Akun does it home, so could be a big Kuhn game. I don't know. Yeah, could be a huge Kuhn game. Um, all right, so then our teams. So, what's your current tinker? I don't know. I don't even know what to do. There's so many wildcard things to think about. What, what's your tip? What's your, what are you looking at? For, I've been on this for a little while, but I'm I'm the three four three. I have. I'm going for sure four or five goalkeeper. I'm on Wayne right now. Wayno, I, I' not that sure about it. I'm. Okay. I was looking at Foster a little bit. I'm not sure. I, I still need some. I, I need the week to look at. I need to do a deep dive in goalkeeper. I'm definitely going to go with a four or five goalkeeper. So that's okay. that. Um, my three at the back. I have Trent, Robbo, and Jomez, obviously. Oh, and then mama. I have I have uh, Fern and, and Wani Biz for my bench cover there. Uh, midfield, I have Swanee Boy, little private swan. Wait, Fern? Swan. Who's Fern? Fernandez, Fed, Federico. Oh, you actually have him. I thought you were fucking taking the piss earlier. No, I had him in on Saturday. Oh he was like the God. first thing I did was put, I was like, I'm definitely having a Newcastle. Like, I'm getting 4 4. I'm not spending extra on Yedlin. Okay. Oh, no, yeah, come on, dude. He's, I've had him before. He always disappoints me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I have Swanee Boy in midfield, uh, Sane, Sterling, Dilv, Big Cock get back in there. I'm Sane, sorry, Sterling, Dilv is so fucking sexy. And then I have Tom Kearney in there at the fifth spot. Really bad stats this weekend, but I was very encouraged with what I was seeing from him. He just, you know, he was in and around and he was making that late, he was making like late silver runs as like the second guy in the penalty area, like penalty spot runs. Yeah, so yeah. I, for a cutback gonna, or something. Yeah, he's 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 just good. He's, he's gonna he's be good. Good shout Ranieri's out to George, shout out to Georgie Singer. Oh yeah, Merchant. <laughs> good job by you. Yeah, Georgie Singer boy, for sure. Good job by him. He called everything that Fulham was gonna do, and they just did it to the perfection. So Kearney, yep. I, I like Kearney a lot. He's four eight. It's ridiculous, and they have some pretty good fixtures. So you know him and I have Rondon obviously. So I mean they could work together. They're probably mm-hmm. friends. And then mm-hmm. I have Kane and and Wilf up top with Rondon. So we got 
triple Liverpool defense, triple City mid, double Spurs attack, triple Palace, double Newcastle. Get the fuck in there, Alon. <laughs> I'm making your team, but I was just like, I'm looking at it. I'm on my transfer page, just making it. Ne- I can take a negative 44 and actually have it. <laughs> Not the worst move I would do all season, surely. It's, wow, it's, I mean, so, it's, it's so like, it's so uniform. It's, it's just the really three reds evil. right next to each other in defense, the three baby blues in fucking midfield, tons of white, the fucking palace. Uh, it's just like, it's a team. It's, it's a team. It's really dumb. Like, it's not a very well balanced, reasonable team at all. Like, if I was OR, you know, 4K, I would be. Literally nowhere near this team. This wouldn't be remotely close to the team I would be wild carding into, but I am two something K, 200 something K. So if I'm going to try and get back up there, I need to catch some, some herpes in a bottle. So I want you to do something, not now, but this week when, and we'll talk about it. I want you to make that team that you would make. I want you to make the team that if my oldest brother Texted you. If Ronan texted me, give me wild card. And he card. said, "Hey, dude, sorry, it's on Friday morning. I did, I wild carded I mean, I by can, mistake. I just can make- tell it to you right now, off the top of my head. It would okay. be Alonzo. It would be Ederson, goal, Alonzo, Rabo, maybe Trent, a four-five rando, and Juan. It would be Richarlison, Hazard. No, it would be Richarlison." Sterling, Mo, some seven million guy, and then it would be Kuhn, maybe like a Mitrovic type, and then like some piece of shit third guy. Yeah. It would just it would be just a template. Like I would just full on template. Yeah. There's just this a simple thing. I mean, all those players are great, and I would just get all those great players, but instead <laughs> <laughs> but, but instead of getting all of the I'm great players, you get two great things defense. and score lots of points. I'm tripling Liverpool defense. I'm getting three Palace, best team in the world, triple City, Spurs, fuck fast. Let's fucking go. Oh, my God. Yeah, we need to look further at this. I, I'm I'm gonna be on Slack this week, and we're gonna I'm gonna be in oh. Los Angeles on Wednesday, and we're gonna go in. Oh, are you gonna be in town on Wednesday? I'm gonna, gonna be to at your house, IRL pod, every IRL fucking. We're gonna have multiple IRL days of me on wildcard and you sitting next to me in the same room. Can we That's just get your wife like an Airbnb nearby? And just have a, a actual fucking orgy, me, you, and Derek, just fucking go in. If anyone has an actually reasonable excuse or pattern of something to pitch to my wife that I could pull out, please get in touch. Just for a weekend. It's all we need a weekend. Something to get the wife out of. Like we could tent the house. Ooh, how much does that cost? What? To tent the house. What does that mean? Like termite tent, like in Breaking Bad when they make meth inside. <laughs> Is that expensive? I don't know. We could do it. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm staying at blah blah blah's house and blah 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 blah. I can't. I can't wait. Can't wait to hear the suggestions that people send in here. But but yeah, I mean, you know, no coons a risk just because coon. But again, I I laid that out earlier and. The Spurs guys, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm going for it. This is just a go I'm going for it team. 
Um, Dilv, I'm, I'm very, very not loving the pick with Dilv. Yeah, I'm but still that's not only because you're fucking bitter. No, honestly, it's it's just the same thing this weekend. I, he scored the goal, obviously, but he he just floats in and out of the game. You know, it's he's not like a focal point, and it's a it still seems like a coverage pick to me. Granted, the coverage is great yeah, since I mean, before the, big, the game. Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's like that, but, but, but you're that's covering the, thing. the what, best Premier League team of all time and the best no, attack no. in Europe, and and that's fair. You know, it's it would be different. like Kevin is. I would is not a coverage pick, but he's on every set piece of life. So you have a lot better, and he's a better goal scorer to me. So like you know, I just don't love Dill, so I'm not sure. I just love the idea of having three city attackers. I just can't make it work with Kane and Kuhn, Period. It's, it doesn't work. So I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with Dill. I don't know if I'm going to end up on two city mids. We'll we'll see. the The main other problem is that Mane's ten and Mo's fucking thirty million. So I can't replace with the Liverpool attacker. It just doesn't work with the money. So we'll see. We'll you see. You could get Delph. I could get Delphinho. Five three, Delfino. I could get like Delfino and Young. I could get like England's sixth choice fullback pairing. That'd be good. That'd be good. Not bad. Oh, it's not bad. Not Can't bad. be bad if they're internationals. Yeah. So that's that. You guys can get in touch with uh, telling me how dumb I am. I'm I mean, it's always, Monday. There's a lot of time. A lot of wild card time. time. There's the fucking Champions League matches. There's Europa. There's fucking shit yeah, gonna of, happen. A lot of action. Obviously, stay tuned for Lambs on Friday. We'll come in. Hope I'm hoping for so many injuries midweek because it's always a blessing when you're on wild card to dodge and swerve those players. Oh, my we'll God. See. Can you imagine just like... Some fucking like Raz long term injury, the panic that would happen, and oh you're just God, on dude. wild card. Mares in straight oh the fuck my in. God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just get Mares for Dolph anyway and just beef up the bench. If Kuhn got injured long term, would you get Jesus or do you hate him too much? There's no chance I would get <laughs> Jesus. There's literally zero chance. I don't even care. What if Kuhn and Jesus got long term injured and Manchester City bought Benteke for fifty million? Straight in. Yeah, okay. Good. I could forgive Benteke. Yeah, you can forgive Ben. Yeah, I can. I, I okay. still have yeah. It's it's difficult. I need to work it out with my therapist. What yeah. what are you up to with your team? So I have two free still. I like I said earlier, I've been kind of like waiting for this week to make my triple move to get Raz. I could double move Raz if if I if um if I sacrifice Martial, but I really don't want to. I yeah watch highlights and I thought he was good and his underlying sets were good and to me but he's still to, just the best attacker. Pause you there. Wani Biz had him in his absolute all of his pockets. I mean every yeah, pocket had he had gloves in every pocket. But it's the good thing for me is that I don't he doesn't have to face Wani Biz again for until fucking game week twenty eight. So he's this still gonna true. be good. Who who is he going to get to play against Southampton? See, that's just where it starts right there. Is, is Setter is Setter's good? Yeah, like is fucking Hoot good? Cedric. Is Hoot going to oh shut him down? God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I really want to keep Marshall, which means it has to be a triple move, which means I think I kind of actually just like made this tinker Right before we started potting, and this is the thing I'm most happy with, which will probably be Jerry D 
Arnie and Doc Doherty out for a cheap defender, someone like Juan Biz, maybe. Uh, or maybe I can find someone that rotates better. Um, probably Vinegar. success. He's still like the only guy who Ugh. ever plays minutes ever as a bench forward and then Raps. So I would be switching formation from 4-3-3, which I've been in since my wildcard, to 4-4-2 with a bench forward and Raz in, and Raz is good. So I think that's good. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So yeah, I like that a lot more than... Has, Raz, Mo, and Martial, which feels fantastic. Yeah, Yeah. that's, that's that's definitely the move over the double swap, not close. Yeah, the only thing that would... Throw a fucking tit in my wrench and my wheel would be. That's exactly the expression. So I'm glad you nailed it. <laughs> would be if Has is injured. But that wouldn't be a wrench to nail fuck at all. It would just be an easier transfer. Yeah. And then I would still just like have Arnie, have a free, have money in the bank. I'm not sure what to do with it. But I guess, just I guess it would be fucking a blessing. Yeah. Arnie to. Laka. Arnie to Gerud and has to Raz. Yeah, easy. Easy. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. I'll figure it out. But I mean, Raz, it's time for Raz. So yeah. you, you could also just triple swap and get fucking Kuhn and Raz. No problem. Uh, I don't Maybe that's I, a problem. Probably can't do that. But you could do some things. I'm still just like not that scared of not owning Kuhn. And I really got fucking owned in game week 11 when the week I wildcarded in their home Southampton and Kuhn magically plays 90 minutes and fucking a mil- everyone captains him and I just, that just destroyed me. But every other week of the fucking season, he doesn't do anything. Like he scores six or one or two pretty much every week. And I'm just not scared of that. I'm, it's like, yeah. it's like Vardy from the title year. I'm just like, I'm I'm not worried about not owning Kuhn at all. Yeah, he still has 14 returns in 13 game weeks. So just putting that out there for how yeah, bad yeah, he's it's it, yeah. the consistency is great, but it's just like I hear you. Yeah, 60 minutes, 80 minutes. I don't know. And he'll probably play against Lyon. I mean, he has to basically unless they go with some like Raz at striker thing on on Tuesday. So I don't know. What's he gonna do? Not play maybe at the weekend or something. Um, I don't know, but yeah, so something like that. But uh, let me slap some asses. New Patreon friends need their asses slapped. We got Kim Eric Peterson, saxophone legend, God, great, great new friend in Slack. We got El Topo, we got Eric McEwen, and we got Dan Sanders. Some new dudes, some new friends, some new patrons. Patreon.com slash FMLPL, good guys. Um. Any last words before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, just don't forget December. A lot of action. We're going to be potting hyperdrive pods on uh, in December. I think we'll pod on Monday. Then we're going to do like a Wednesday pod and midweek pods. So it's going to be a lot of action. So clear your schedules to listen to your two favorite bros. Yeah, FPL. Yeah, this upcoming game week is a perfect example of what our schedule looks like for the next month because we're going to pod IRL pod on Sunday after the matches, after all the derbies. And then there's matches Tuesday and Wednesday, so we're going to pod on Wednesday also right after those matches. It's just, this is a fun time of the year. So, yeah. 
Check us out. At FMLPL.com. Follow us on Twitter at FMLPL. Support us at Patreon.com. Slash FMLPL. Subscribe, rate, review, and cheer. 